No, no, no plunder on TV will ever get a job again. <laughs> It's all over. Well, not this podcast at least, but the Premier League season has concluded in dramatic fashion and we are here to break it all down. As always, my name is Jasper Woody Woodson. Alongside me is Wilby Kudelukes. How are you? I'm going well. I'm going and, well. And <laughs> That's very good. And you'll never guess who's joined us finally on the couch. Uh, always a listener, but never on the show because he was a little bit nervous to share his. Uh, what, what, I'm sure it'll be great insight, but we've finally got him on the couch. Lack of insight. <laughs> it's our housemate Declan Riley. How are you, man? Good, mate. Good to be here. Finally, I snuck in. We're, we're thrilled to have you. We're thrilled to have you. Huge Exciting inclusion times. to the show. Wait for the, was it the last episode or getting towards the end of it? Yeah, fifty-second well, episode. Fifty-second yeah. episode. Yes, episode forty-two of the forty-yard switch. Uh, but yes, we've got a lot to get through today. Um, so we'll start with the sort of the end of season wrap up, I suppose. Uh, starting with Manchester City uh, champions. Yeah, crazy. A, a, a lot of drama on the final day. Yeah, us three were watching those highlights um, in the morning uh, without knowing the scores. And yeah, when, they made it pretty exciting, at least. And then, yeah, when, when Villa went 2 0 up, we were all going nuts on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> Not to know that, obviously, um, they were, would have eventually gone to win that game. But, yeah, that was a crazy game. And yeah. it's shades of. Um, 2012 yeah not quite to the same level yeah not not quite as intense but yeah I I think also by the time that um uh Liverpool had gone up in the other game Man City had already sort of come back and were ahead yeah did you see that Mm. video of the fan being like it's 3-2 it's 3-2 to Mo Salah when he was celebrating Mm. yeah yeah I think I saw one as well on the the Tottenham game um Son was like asking has Salah scored and like I think before he scored his second goal as well. So oh, really? there's a lot going on in between the clubs and everyone figuring out scores and results yeah. as it's happening. I, th- I think Son was really desperate for that golden boot too. Um, mm. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I think he's, he said something like, "Oh, it's something I've always wanted." Like, and it's, I, was in, I was, I was sort of thinking, well, "Surely you've always wanted to like win the league more." But I guess that a golden boot is also a thing. Looks good like, on the resume. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah, I think that. The way he did it with that last goal as well was mm. like crazy, yeah, yeah. crazy. And to finish. do it without scoring penalties as well, like yeah, like penalties are still you know you got to someone's got to score them, but like to do it without any penalties is still. I, th- I think most people following the Premier League wanted him to win the Golden Boot as well. Mm. Yeah, he's very likable. Yeah, yeah, he's probably like the one one of the two blokes on Tottenham uh, that I don't like, <laughs> that I do like. <laughs> what Harry Kane? <laughs> Harry Kane? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't like Harry Kane at all. Well, who do you uh, like? Hoybjerg. Ah, uh, Hoybjerg. <laughs> I don't mind him. Eric Dyer. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, it's obviously been around the news. Plenty city champions, Liverpool miss out. Um, Everton. But yes. Absolutely. Everton safe since the last. Yeah, yeah safe. I was going to say 5-1. 5-1 to Arsenal oh, yeah, on the final day. We don't, yeah. That, that but was I think, a bit of a nothing game. I think that was literally just a result of... Um, too yeah, much the, the, week yeah the, play, the players are just tired, probably hung over, yeah, as yeah. well. <laughs> but yeah, that was um, to to the Palace game. That that was pretty pretty hectic. A bit of an emotional roller coaster sitting on the couch uh, just over there by myself at six thirty in the morning, <laughs> and we'd gone two 0 down at half time. Yeah, and then yeah, it's a very scenes. it's a very yeah, solemn. Why place. did I get Why did I get up again for this? <laughs> 
um but yeah in in the end it was great um, yeah the pitch invasion was crazy i can yeah. believe that i mean that's a big that's a big talking point yeah yeah pitch invasions because um i'm not sure if you saw deck but when um city um uh won the league at full time um the players ran on the pitch and the villa goalkeeper was assaulted oh was he really yeah, he was he was pushed and then he was hit across oh, the face that's by sucks. two different people that's crazy and they obviously and then uh so obviously there was a pitch invasion in the Everton game. Luckily, nothing happened in that. There was also a pitch to invasion. To be fair to, to the Everton fans, there was actually one bad guy. I suppose that's all it takes, and that's the whole point with the pitch invasions. But after the guy was a dick to Patrick Vieira, and Patrick Vieira kicked him, yeah. like five other people came over and broke it up. Yeah. And mm. shielded um, Patrick So like, Vieira. yeah, that, that, was, that was a minor incident compared to the Olsen thing. But then also uh, in the Nottingham Forest uh, playoff game, which uh, the semifinal, which got them into the playoff final, um, someone billy sharp he's like a sheffield you united united um like legend and he was mm. on the standing on the sidelines after like the penalty shootout had finished and the game was won people all over the pitch and then some guy like full-on like afl like lined him up and just fucking poleaxed him oh, shit. like shoulder into chest he had like had to get he had to like a uh, broken how old's he Billy Sharp's like 38 or something yeah. like that. But he, he had like to get stitches. He had like, like a, a, really bro- he had like a yeah. broken rib or maybe like a hip or something. Mm. Um, and the guy's now since been arrested and yeah. he's facing a couple of months in jail but for mm. assault. But um, but yeah, so it's like pitch invasions of... like I swear they were never really an issue for ages. And then all of a sudden... I think maybe it's got something to do with like coming back after COVID, having yeah. fans in stay and just all the excitement. I don't know. But, but, then, but then like... In footy, for example, when Buddy scored his thousandth, there was like a super positive, positive thing. Like, yeah, there was yeah. No, you didn't hear about any of that. So, mm. I just don't know. Like, is it an England thing? Because obviously there was the stuff at the Euros with England fans punching on with Italian fans and stuff. I think probably it's something that, that you have to stamp out because it just takes. Cause the the problem is it just takes one one person to kind mm. of fuck things up. But yeah. I don't know. I think with the buddy one as well, it's like, it's a, you know, you're kind of celebrating one person rather than like, and I think other fans would be getting around buddy. Like there would have been opposition running the field as well, celebrating that because it's, you know, such a momentous thing. But um, whereas maybe a pitch invasion is like, it's very one-sided. Yeah. So you can come like, I don't know, maybe with that mentality of like, I don't know, us versus them. And like for the reason of getting up into Patrick Vieira's, you know, or he got kicked. Yeah, that's like you running on a high of we've just won, blah blah blah. blah I suppose. Yeah, it's a, it's a good point. I feel like there's also like more of a history of violence in like, foot like British support of football, football in football, England yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. In, and around Europe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, like the movie Green Street Hooligans is that like, comes from stems from actual facts about like um, groups of pl- uh, fan groups of players like West Ham and Millwall. Yeah, like mm. fighting in the streets and stuff. So it's yeah. like not entirely uncommon. But yeah, it's not good to see. And everyone was celebrating Buddy as well. Like yeah. maybe if you just won a grand final, there might be a bit more. Yeah, like, it'll be a different kind of pitch invasion for yeah. sure. Yeah. But yeah, not good to see. And it'll be interesting to see what stuff happens in the off season with the FA at least about like if it's point deductions next season or huge fines or what. Because like like that something is gonna change. Like like three three in a week and incidents in all three. Like yeah yeah. But um. Moving on to the next point of uh, issue from the final day, Burnley are relegated 
after five years in the Premier League, I think, or six. Have they been around that long? That's yeah, they've been around for a while. Sean yeah. Dyche kept them relevant with next to no budget um, yeah. every season. And they got rid of him, and, he got, and they got relegated. Yeah. And they, got, they got what they deserved. Yeah. Quick maths. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm not that sad to see him go. They played absolutely terrible to watch football any game. And every time you, you see like your team is playing against Burnley, you're just like, this is going to be absolutely boring shit fest. So... I think I think to be fair, they probably played their most interesting football in in the lead up to just getting relegated just yeah. now. Like they, mm. they they had a bit of a run of like they've got good players like Max Cornet and you know a bit more exciting. But but yeah, I yeah. I personally much rather see Leeds Leeds stay up. Yeah. yeah, Leeds just seem like just a more exciting club. Like a bit more history there as well. I don't know. It's yeah, kind of exciting to have them back. Right. Definitely. Yeah, Leeds are, Leeds have got Premier League pedigree, whereas Burnley weren't really a Premier League feature until like the mid 210s so mm. Yana got it right when he said <laughs> yeah <laughs> Burnley yeah. as Burnley uh, C-U-N-T's yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, and yeah uh, Rafinha walking the the length of the pitch on his knees after yeah that, that, that weird. was wild weird, weird. weird. <laughs> did you see that deck? I, I think you mentioned it and I saw a photo of it or something rather, yeah he walked yeah. the yeah I don't know Brazilians man they're built different yeah um but yeah, one, one thing I do... Oh, another, the next thing I've got is um, the uh, Spurs obviously uh, thrashed Norwich, as we just mentioned before with Son, and they qualify for the Champions League football, which, considering where they were when Conte took over, is actually a very commendable achievement. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think I think when, when he got appointed, we spoke about it on the podcast and we said he's got a very big job and we don't really think it's going to work out. But you've got to say he's... I mean, I, mean, I don't think... He's like way like like achieved a lot more than like than, than we thought he would, but it's it's worked out for them. I mean, like yeah, a, 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 a team, a, a, a average to decent team with two world class players should be making top four, mm. but they were managed to a point where they didn't look like that was going to happen. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I feel like it's, it's slightly above expectations from when the start of the season happened, but like realistically, it's probably thereabouts where they should be. Yeah, I think the I think that there's a lot in the in the players that he brought in played really well. Kulusevski, obviously, but Ben Tenker, I feel like has quietly been yeah. And I said quite he was a, be shit. <laughs> quite a good midfielder for them. <laughs> I'll eat my words on that one. Yeah, yeah, uh, and obviously Arsenal. Um, compl- uh, we won on the final day, but the choke the choke job had already happened uh, in the past few weeks, so we miss out. But um, like I've said a couple times, Europa League probably the the good thing going forward. Because I don't think we're quite ready yet to push to, 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 to battle on a Champions League front. I don't think we have the squad for it, um, or definitely not the squad depth for it. Um, so yeah, I, I'm not like I'm disappointed, but like. Do you think though that if you had have got Champions League, then you would have got those few extra signings that would have meant that you had the squad depth? Yeah, I mean, like when you say <laughs> that, I, I can only I can only um, put my knowledge forward from uh, my manager modes that I've played <laughs> many in the past. But that um, yeah, you'd get a, a you know a, a cash bonus for finishing fourth and making Champions League. You and do, therefore, you do get yeah. that. That's, so you that happens, that happens in real life too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <It does> actually. <laughs> but yeah, so you, that, that how many points was the difference between you and Tottenham? Two, two. And what was the split between Tottenham and Chelsea? Uh, they were like five or six points. Five. So they're not far off. And like, yeah. I think no one's really getting close to the top two. But like, it's all pretty hotly contested in that yeah. little spot. There. No, we definitely choked it. And it would have been, like you said, good to have the extra cash and the extra incentive for players to come. 
But I still do think players will come. Like Arsenal are still a big draw for lots of players. Like if you, if you look at some of the players we're linked to, like Yuri Tielemans, that's a big step up for him. Uh, Gab Jesus is a step down, but in terms of like role in a team, it's a step up for him. Yeah. So, yeah, look, I, I'm just trying to make the best out of a bad situation. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I think it's not the worst thing being in the Europa League, yeah. but Champions League obviously is... Would have been nice. The best. I just want to hear that answer. Where every, oh, yeah. That's where every team player club wants to be. Wants mm. to be, yeah. Um, and, and Chelsea? How, how did, wait, how did Chelsea go? Chelsea beat Watford 2-1, I think. Yeah. And, yeah, just sort of quietly went about their business to... Finish off. Finished, like, third, but it's been kind of a meh season. I, I feel, feel like, like they started so well, and then... Because they were top for, like, the first couple of weeks or whatever first... Yeah. yeah. Uh, but they're... I don't know. And, again, I, I can't really say I'm an avid fan, but their their form was in and out for the last second half. I think they probably put a lot into the Champions League. Yeah. And then after that fizzled, it was like, well, we're not going to win. So... It was a bit here and there, and, and obviously pretty... with the Russia stuff, yeah, didn't help of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, they've they've kind of petered out a little bit, stuttered to end. third, yeah. yeah. And yeah. as of today, they've their their buyout from the guy who owns the LA Dodgers consortium. He he leads that consortium of a bunch of people, but that's been approved by the British government. So Chelsea have now officially been bought out to the tune of four point two five billion pounds. Ooh, as you do, so that could mean, although like with. Uh, Rudiger leaving Aspilicueta rumoured to be leaving mm. uh, no sorry Aspilicueta oh Aspilicueta rumoured to be leaving and Marcus Alonso rumoured to be leaving and who knows who else um, hopefully the, all those outgoings may be offset by a fair few incomings now that they're allowed to sign players yeah mm. notably Jules Kunde from Sevilla is, uh, yes. is here we go confirmed by Fabrizio oh it's Romano. here we go oh I didn't realise yeah, that yeah. shit yeah so that that's that's Rudiger's replacement. Do you know much about him, Deck? No, I don't know anything. About he's him. a centre back from Sevilla. He's I, I don't know much about him, uh, but he's yeah I I know that he's you know thought of quite highly. He's especially in the, by he's French. In the, he's in the French yeah. national team pretty consistently. Yeah, so. yeah, right. That's good. Yeah, um, yeah, not bad. Uh, finally, last thing, last thing uh, before we get into some more of the fun stuff, uh, uh, the playoff. Uh, I mentioned it briefly just before the play, the championship playoff final has been confirmed. Nottingham Forest will play Huddersfield at Wembley to fill that last promotional spot. Um, can't say I know too much about how either team's done this season, but uh, based, just because I played a career mode with them, I'd prefer Nottingham Forest. To <laughs> so it always comes back to manager mode, you see. Yeah, I want to see Nottingham Forest go up. Also, I just, I just like Nottingham Forest. I think, no, I think w- we've kind of seen Huddersfield relatively recently in the Premier mm. League. And like Nottingham Forest, are like, I don't know. They had a, a sick bit F- of a classic classic yeah. club. Mm. And they had a sick FA Cup run this season as well. Yeah. Like they beat Arsenal and one other team and then they only just lost to Liverpool. Yeah. So. I think it'd be, it'd be a, good, a better story than Huddersfield. Yeah. Mm. Huddersfield was I, only I know neither of those. Huddersfield, <laughs> Huddersfield was only interesting when they were in the Premier League because they had Aaron Moy, the Aussie. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know a single other thing about. Oh, they, they, they had that. They had that decent manager, the German guy. Oh yeah, but then he he's gone now. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, and Aaron we, Moy we really is in China. So. Uh, but yes, let's get on to the fun stuff. So the end of season obviously brings about the end of season awards, and we've got all the ones you'd expect us to have: uh, player of the season, young player of the season, manager, etc. But then we've also added uh, a few of our own. We've got the most improved player of the season, which we'll get on to, uh, and then we've got the underachieving team and the overachieving team. 
of this season. But we'll, we'll come on to those in a little bit. We'll get on to our uh, the first, the big four, as you probably like to call them. Uh, so we'll start off with player of the season. Uh, shall I kick things off? Yeah, you go first. Okay. Okay. Well, I think mine's a pretty <laughs> obvious pick. Uh, Mo Salah is my pick. Um, mm. I feel like recency bias was a little bit of why Kevin De Bruyne won it um, in the Premier League. Can't take nothing away from him, though. He's been really good, but I feel like he was good, but like Mo Salah was far and away the, the player of the season for the first three quarters of the season. And then Kevin De Bruyne had a, came home strong while Mo Salah was not, didn't go out with, didn't go, didn't, wasn't like terrible, just was a bit quiet by his standards. But like Golden Boot led the league in assists. I feel like you're very hard done by to not get player of the season when you top both those stats. So. Who did who do you have, Dick? I mean, yeah, I don't think you can really go past him. Uh, I wouldn't have picked anyone else. I think, and just going off stats, I think it's just pretty obvious that he clearly had an amazing year. Um, shame that he didn't win the um, African Cup as well. Yeah, yeah, that would have been really big year for him. Yeah, he could be knocking on the Ballon d'Or if he hadn't done yeah, that. Yeah, and that yeah. that was separated by a penalty shootout as well. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. does it's that just... get? Consideration or the fact that he doesn't really get nah, a medal, it's just, it's just doesn't the, really matter. It's just the trophy at the yeah. end of the day. It's all anyone yeah. cares about. Mm. Penalties, man. Um, yeah, I reckon it's I reckon it's a bit of disrespect of Mo Salah that Kevin De Bruyne won oh, yeah. the player of the season. Big time. Like, do, oh, he do, didn't win it. No, he didn't win oh, it. Kevin, Kevin De Bruyne got De, it. Yeah. De Bruyne... De Bruyne is like amazing, but I think you're 100% right in that it's recency bias. At the start of the season... I did, like you just look back on that first Man City Liverpool game at Anfield, he just lit it up and like that was he just killing. He it scored goals of the season, of the season mm. in a Man City game as well. Like, yeah, that's just crazy. Do you think that's a lot of it? I don't know. Like, I'm just thinking of like three votes in sort of a Brownlow count or something like that. But like, are any of De Bruyne's moments you think more clutch or you know more turn the game moments? You think is Salah scoring these? Goals and getting these assists in games that are like whitewash Liverpool wins, or is it vice versa the other way? Is De Bruyne getting a lot of his goals and like massive? I think they both perform wins? in big games. And yeah. They have done all season. Yeah. Like Mo Salah scored five. I know United's not necessarily a big game because they're so shit this season. But Mo Salah scored five goals across two games against yeah. United. Um, scored goal of the season, like I said, against City. Yeah. Um, scored like yeah in a bunch of games. I think mm. I feel like like maybe something that plays into it is like that. Just the quality of wingers generally is that if you drop off and you're not performing and you, you, like and your output drops off in terms of goals, then it's it's way easier to see. But if Kevin De Bruyne has a game where he doesn't score a goal, he still had a very good game because yeah, he yeah. plays deeper lot, in yeah. midfield and does the more the things that like people don't look at those really clear stats yeah. as much. But I feel like wingers do have impact outside of scoring and assisting as well, though. Less less so than De But it's not would. looked like, yeah, you know, yeah. if, if Salah doesn't score a goal in a yeah. game... Yes. Or assist, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I agree. But, like, I still think, like, I think we're all in agreement here. Yeah. yeah. Probably still deserve <laughs> to win it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, young player of the season was given by the Premier League to Phil Foden. Outrageously, I might add. Um, yeah, you when you instead? found out, you really weren't happy. Uh, I was. Like, I just, anyway, I'm ridiculous. I think there's at least four players who could have got it ahead of him. Um, you st- you can't stop. I'll, 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 do, I'll start with this one. Um, I've gone for Saka. Nice. With, with Rice as a close second. Interesting. Mm. I just feel that... Um, Obviously, Phil Foden was in there. Conor Gallagher was in there. Mason Mount. Mason Mount. 
Trent as well. I I just feel like the difference with Saka and and Rice to to an extent as well is that like they're sort of young players who kind of lead lead their team and like carry that burden a bit more than than the other players, especially Phil Foden. Like he's in a obviously class team, so that's my reasoning. Interesting. Mm. Um, I went for Trent because I just think it's wild that like Trent's been such an established player now for so long, and he's held to these standards of a veteran now that like you forget how young he is and like because he's like he's he's so good that like it's but people but people hold him to a standard that of not of not a young player and i just like when i sort of thought about that for a bit i'm like he had an absolutely phenomenal season and like i yeah honestly i was just like like if if you take away the fact that he's been that good for three or four years and all of that if that was like a right backs if that was a season that a right back came out of the blocks and had would have won it easily mm. yeah. so I just thought I'd give it to him yeah I think I was like a bit surprised I mean in the 10 minutes or 20 minutes before he told me who the list is of these young players I mean they do all seem to be players that have been around maybe soccer not as much in the Premier League but like it's crazy that yeah these are all still I don't know what the age cutoff is but are they what all under twenty three? Yeah, so? under twenty three. Yeah, that, yeah, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, they have know. to be 20, 23 or under at the start of the season. Yeah, and then yeah, I guess as you say, um, Alexander Arnold, you know that uh, he's been around performing really well. So maybe yeah, again, his best performance uh, overlooked. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think Saka for me probably was. I have to probably put in a good word for Declan because he's got such a great name, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't watch. Uh, you know, then play very much, but he he does seem to play really well in their big games. Um, Sucker and for or, a, Sucker or Rice, sorry, Rice, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's definitely a leader, which I think is probably more so than the others. Well, which he's is pretty, he captained most of this season, yeah, time, which so. is amazing. And if he's you know under twenty three, like I don't know, I, I like the way that he plays. I guess I'd have to say. But then, I don't know, I'd give a shout to Mason Mount as well. I think he's pretty, yeah, pretty well, he, amazing. He had here. 20 combined goals and assists this yeah, season. Yeah, so. because I think he had a really big Champions League as well. And like, I think they all went, probably Chelsea went further than most people expected in that. I think he played pretty well. But then, again, I don't think you give it to a Chelsea player coming set third, you know, and then that sort of drop-off that they had at the end of the season, especially if we're going off what we said of De Bruyne. So, yeah, don't know. I think yeah, I think Mount fits, fits into that category of Trent as well. Like yeah. he's he's that established now. Like that people forget yeah. how young he is. But, yeah. Because you mentioned his stats last week and, and just now, like they're they're pretty ridiculous. Yeah, eleven goals, ten assists this season. Yeah, that's that's, that's the best of any uh, midfielder. Yeah, it's mm. it's 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 better than Bowen. And a lot of people are talking about Bowen. Like it's yeah. like they kind of reached that point where they are so good. So people just kind of yeah. stop talking about. And it. so just just by the way, Saka Trent. Rice, Mount, and Conor Gallagher, all more deserving than Phil Foden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Conor Gallagher's the crystal guy. Yeah. yeah. The Chelsea yeah, guy. The Chelsea guy on loan. Yeah, on loan, yeah. You keen to have him back at Chelsea next season? Or? Yeah, he seems pretty... He's got a good energy on the field. He's running he gets around. About. He's zipping about. He yeah. absolutely gets about. I can... Like, I, remember, watch, I remember watching the game that Crystal Palace held City to a nil-all draw at Selhurst Park. And he until till the ninety fifth minute he was just busting a gut to all four mm. corners of the pitch, and I was like, "That's the Tankin's phenomenal, like, yeah, just ridiculous." Yeah, because he, he seems to be, he, he's like a ten, right? He's a cam. Yeah, mm. I feel I feel like you can see him playing a bit deeper 
or at least like adapting to that role a little bit because he does seem to have that tenacity and stuff. So. Mm. I think I think when he came on for England, he he played that sort of role. That eight that yeah. fits into like the three centre back sort of system. Yeah, like two in midfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he came on next to Ward Prowse doing that. So mm. he's very small though, isn't he? He looks small, but like I think he's like five ten. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, that ain't small. That ain't yeah. small. Com- coming from me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so moving on now to... Uh, oh, actually, no. Sorry, we've got two more. Oh, fuck, I thought we were already at the ones that we invented. Um, manager of the season. Now, uh, we've had a bit of a talk off air about this just before, uh, but I've given it to Jurgen Klopp. Um, so what, what, what I was uh, saying for those who obviously weren't listening because we weren't recording it, um, is that I think, yes, Pep's got a shout for, for winning the league credit to him all of that um, but I think it has to be taken into consideration even though they're not the league the competitions that Liverpool play in I feel like the, str- the strain that Liverpool's league form is put under by playing every single game in those other competitions has to be factored into the account to the fact that they still finish only a point behind City and finish with a points tally that would have won them the league like pretty much every other, in, in every season except for like three, the fourth the three other seasons City have got above that like there's only three I think there's only three times that a team has got more points than Liverpool got no four times that a team has got more points than Liverpool got this season and um, and it's been Pep and no, it's been yeah. Pep, Pep it's been yeah it's been yeah. Pep Pep Ferguson's United and Chelsea in 04 and yeah. it's like and they didn't win the league so yeah. mm. uh, and then also I also think um, comparing him to Guardiola um, I mean like Guardiola's just like it's incredible what he's done. I can't. I, I'm not knocking it. Like to win for the league four times in five years is amazing. But you also have to look at like the net spend as well. Like he's just essentially just has his pick of whoever he wants to fill in that position. Has spent like 700 million more than Liverpool have in terms of net spend in since Klopp joined. So that's right. That's that's my justification for it anyway. Yeah. Who do you, who have you got for it, Dave? Uh yeah, I think Klopp as well. Mm. But again, I'm just going off how many different things they've achieved. I think, and I think they've gone further. And yeah, to do to play all those games. So I wonder how many total games they've played. The most they could have played this season. Yeah, versus how many City have played. Like, yeah, and the time off and rest, and they've got arguably a better squad at City. So to do what he's done, I think he makes him a better manager. I think personally, I back it. Yeah, yeah I th- I think. <laughs> When we were talking offline before, I wasn't necessarily disagreeing. That, that I feel like I've always felt that Klopp is a better manager because he does does more with less, like you say. But I just I feel like like we're talking about with the young players who kind of reach that status where they're like so good that people kind of want to go against them. You feel like Pep's taken for granted. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like they're Pep is taken for granted. Like he does so much. Like he's so good. Um, like you say, f- four wins in in five seasons, and I think I don't know. People just don't root for him as much. No, I hundred percent agree. Like yeah. Pep is one of the all time greatest managers. Of yeah, all time. and it's and the football that his sides play as well. Like yes, he's got all the chess pieces that he wants, but like the football they play is still ridiculously attractive. And he he does have like a a blank check. <laughs> yeah, mm. but he doesn't necessarily always use you know like. I don't know. Like you've definitely seen it at centre back, but he's bought players in like Rod. Was Rodri expensive? Fifty million. Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose one example that I have Bernardo is, Sil- is Bernardo Silva. Yeah, yeah. he was only like, like he was forty million. Or he was like that. he That's was going to be out the door, and 
I turned it around. Obviously, Pep's had had some role in that, so that's a win for the club financially. Gundogan as well is was like as far as all their other signing signings is regarded. Like he only got him for like twenty eight million or something from Dortmund, and he's been phenomenal. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll go with I'll go with Pep just for yeah. just for difference sake. I mean, like leave it's a coin flip between these. Yes, two, yes. Like. leave Pep alone. Uh, <laughs> all right, um, signing of the season. Um, uh, I've picked a somewhat left field one. I've decided changed my mind at the last second when I was making my notes as before. So I'm going to kick it off. Uh, I know there's a lot of talk about Luis Diaz or Dejan Kuliszewski, but I've gone for Christian Eriksen. Uh, I think when he came in, we were talking on the podcast about how Brentford, if they're not careful, could get relegated. They were on a serious like 12 or 13 game slide. They hadn't won a game. He comes in, a uh, couple goals and like five or six assists, but just like the way he lifted that team, like just and within three, within five games, they weren't even relegation candidates. And then just since then, they've just put in performance after performance. And he looks like to be back to almost as good as he was before awful moment at the Euros um, and yeah like y- you can argue that Diaz has done greater things you can argue that Kulisevsky has better stats but and you can argue that my pick's probably a little bit of a sentimental one and it probably is but I think like it is sentimental choice. but it also and it is a good story but though he also did have a massive impact on that team essentially steering them away from what could have been a nasty relegation slide so yeah that's my pick yeah which was a very in, intense sort of relegation battle this and they could have easily slipped into it yeah I I, I, I rate it I rate it <laughs> Deco who, who have you got for signing uh, I don't know this one I, I don't think I'm probably as well versed across I'd say I was going to ask um, at when that was my question for um, to see how Ericsson had kind of gone because I know that he went there and I'd heard bits and pieces but I hadn't really actually known how well he'd performed since moving there i just thought it was again a cool signing and obviously a good story um but yeah i suppose luis diaz has been the most prominent after or no the guy from tottenham sorry whatever his name is he's been really good but i don't watch any um tottenham highlights ever it seems so i don't really know that much he's been phenomenal yeah he's i know he's been really good but i suppose from watching a lot of liverpool stuff um luis diaz seems quite prominent as I feel a like really Diaz is the type of player that you like too like really yeah. easy like yeah he's, he's he's exciting for sure but like yeah he's doing something every time he's kind of on the ball and he fit into that team which seems like you know so set and has been so set and come in and straight away found a spot for himself and perform well so I think as a signing maybe because I don't know what we're talking about their depth Liverpool to add him in what that's done for them as a to get them as far, then I oh, think it definitely probably, helped. Like, like yeah, that just reinvigorated that reinvigorated that left side. They had yeah. they had pretty much Jota or Mane, but both of them were sort of tr- getting tried out at um, striker because Firmino was injured. So yeah. like him coming in, yeah, really makes a big that difference. spark. They had to win the cups. They Where did, did he win. come from? Uh, FC Porto. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'll go with Diaz. Diaz, yeah, nice. And Baron Kier before that. Yeah, oh, Baron Kier. Yeah, Colombia shout out fam. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think yeah, both obviously great signings. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll go with Kulusevski just for mix it up, just yeah, to mix exactly. it up. But yeah, I just feel like it's the same with Luis Diaz. Like it's like you you see it quite a lot. These like players struggling to fit into the Premier League, and with 
like Luis Diaz and Dejan Pepe. <laughs> but like from the like they just hit the ground running and look, did not look um, mm. lost in the Premier League yeah. for one second. And like similar to like Eric- instant impact. Yeah. Kulusevski, like Son and Kane, like obviously amazing, but his impact definitely pushed them towards yeah. that Champions League. And spot. similar to Ericsson saving, like sparking Brentford's escape from relegation, Kulusevski sparked Tottenham's push for top four. Mm. Also. If Kulusevski played a full season, he'd be a shout for a young player because he's he's twenty two. Really? Yeah. yeah. Right. Shit. Yeah, he would have been absolutely. How, how crazy is that? He looks yeah. old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's big. He's sort of built. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think it's just the, the ginger beard yeah. makes anyone look about five yeah, years old. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, shout out to Kulusevski for uh, if we were giving an award out for best chant of the season. His chant would be it. Yeah. Have you heard it, Deck? Yeah, you were yeah. talking about it. <laughs> we much. won't sing it, right? Yeah. Now. <laughs> no, we're not going to sing it live on air. But if you haven't heard it, just Google Kulisevsky Tottenham chant. It's phenomenal. And I say so that as a person who hates it. Which ABBA song is it? Uh, gimme, gimme, gimme. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's very good. Um, all right. Now, this is the one I... I, I, I this is the... When I added it, I was like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea to add that one. Um, <laughs> most Im- nice job. Most improved player of the season. So, last season... They were a non-feature or weren't as good, and this season they've they've set the world alight. Um, can I? Can you want to start? Yeah, I'll start. Yeah, go go go. I've gone with uh, Jared Bowen. Oh, nice. Yeah, good pick. I think yeah, just just a massive, a, like a, a massive improvement on on last season, and was central to basically everything good that West Ham did. So, yeah, yeah, nice. massive improvement. Nice, Deck. Uh, maybe let me go last while I have a bit of a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, for me, Joel Linton is what I've gone for. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, um, That's than the he ball, was <laughs> a laughing stock of Newcastle essentially last season and even towards the start of this season, although he did show a little bit of improvement from last season. But it wasn't until Eddie Howe took over and pushed him into centre midfield where you just saw what a phenomenal player he actually is. And yeah, he was like nothing short of phenom- phenomenal. Like as soon as Newcastle's fortune started to turn around, is when he started to play well in midfield, uh, and he looks to be like a, like he. I wouldn't be surprised if he he is a good enough centre midfielder to make them push for European spots, seventh or sixth, because he he looks like the real deal in centre mid. Jolinton, he really does. Um, and he's a yeah. big boy. And yeah, happy happy for him. Like he he was ridiculed so much. Like they were like worst signing ever, forty million, absolute flop, and turned it around. Credit to him. Pretty sure we ridiculed him as well. Yeah, we did, we did, we did, we did. We did. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's it's, it's a crazy turnaround, for sure. Mm. Uh, well, I don't think I've come well enough prepared for uh, that's, fine, that's fine. Uh, we, maybe, maybe I'll just say, say uh, full disclosure to yeah. everyone listening. We, we've asked Dick to do this about twenty minutes before the show started. Yeah. Five, oh, five yeah, I reckon before. five. Yeah. Five. Yeah. Uh, I'll just say. So I've got something to say. I wish it was Timo Werner, <laughs> but it to wasn't. Be fair, he has been better this He's season. He's been a bit better, but yeah, I don't know. Funny guy, funny voice. Wish, from, he, wish he was out there a bit more. Yeah, from the depths of last season. He's yeah, definitely, exactly. He's definitely yeah. improved. From having yeah. someone in the preseason, he can hit it. He can hit it from one meter out now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> although, although from like in preseason, they had like a fans come into the stadium and ask questions to like uh, uh, at the end of like an open training, and one guy was given the mic and he was like, "Get Timo Werner out the club." So from that to now, like scoring goals, and I think they're yeah. getting his name chanted a bit. Yeah, it's a it's that's a credit. Yeah, for sure. Mm. He's good. Also, someone who's very, very young and yeah. is, is, is going to get better. And doesn't know what scrambled eggs is. <laughs> <laughs> that interview so, with, yeah. with Dims. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Amelia Dims. So funny. Oh, so, so good. good. Uh, but yeah, no, all good shouts. Um, 
I think oh, there's one other name I was also thinking of, but I can't think of it now. Anyway, um, underachieving team. I'm going to go first with this one. <laughs> uh, I, I was thinking about putting Everton, but no, there's a team that had way higher expectations than them and did not deliver, Manchester United. Mm. They have been the biggest disappointment of this season, not by far, but definitely the biggest disappointment of Surely the by far. They, they were expected to, yeah, actually, yeah, fuck it, by far. They were expected to push for the league by most people. Like, mm. they, were, they were picked as second or third. Like, some people, like, you know, like, they were like, and like they were like, oh, we signed Ronaldo, Sancho, Varane. This is the fucking team we finished second last year, and they all shat flopped. the bed massively. Ronaldo is the only and De Gea are the yeah. only players in that team that can hold their heads high at the end of the season. Every other United player, to a man, rubbish, not good enough. Yeah, underachieved. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was just a terrible season, and like. You know, like it was only logical to think that they were going to be good. We said it on the pod. Yeah, we were like, give, given, we given that they finished second, and, and last year, yeah, yeah, and given that they made those signings, like no one would have thought that Varane would have been so ineffective. Average, yeah. No one would, have, nobody would have thought Sancho was was going to get this the stats that he ended up getting, mm. and like Rashford, like everyone's just bottled it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I've I've still got personally I've still got underachievers as Everton. Yeah, it's I fair. feel like maybe the difference between where we thought we were going to be and where we ended up was probably larger because United still finished like sixth. Yeah, so yeah. no, yeah, the, the 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 difference in places is probably greater with Everton, but I think the difference in from where they finished compared to expectations. Yeah, because winning the league is 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 far more lofty. But like yeah. Everton is definitely a word. like that was I had that written down and I just, and then I said. Deleted it and put Man United in. So, thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you going with Everton? Yeah, I'm going yeah. with Everton as okay. underachiever. I'm definitely going with United. Yeah. I mean, I have no love for them whatsoever. I don't know why, but I just, I, I just, it was quite enjoyable. Just that no, was. So I feel shit. exactly the same. They were so unbelievably shit against really shit teams. Like when they got who beat they lost four 0 by Brighton. Yeah, but yeah. who did they play in the last round? Oh, Crystal Palace. And just one 0 flopped. Like they were just so shit. But like even watching them, because you watch quite a few of their games, Wilbur. Um, like the whole thing, and I was just going in, and there was just nothing exciting, nothing happening. Like I don't know. It would almost be better like. Again, I think I'll hark back to AFL, but like a lot of the young teams, if they're at least scoring goals, even if they're conceding a shitload of points, if they're scoring goals, you can still be like, oh, that's okay, you know, there's some signs there. But it just didn't seem like there was anything yeah. besides Ronaldo doing something wild once every second game. It was kind of like watching but, Carlton play last season for me. Like mm. there was a lot of good players on that Carlton team and then, and then there was like Crips who would do crazy shit most of the time, but then they would just fold like a lawn chair mm. <laughs> every fucking week. Yeah. Yeah, definitely underachieving, especially from what the expectations of them, I think, as a club, because you just hear so much about how their fans are so on them about it. But, like, um, I don't know. I feel like I even saw a little clip of, like, a little boy getting interviewed, and he's like, that she's like, oh, you know, what's who's your team? And he's like, Manchester United. And she's like, oh, who's your favourite player? And he's like, none of them. <laughs> and the kid's like, he's like, they're all shit. Uh, and the kid's like, you know, 10, who do you expect to be, like, you know, absolutely fanfaring? But, like, that's just kind of where they're broken. at. Yeah, he's been broken. <laughs> but, no, he didn't even say Ronaldo. He was just like, none of them. So, I was like, oh, that's yeah. grim. No, that's you, underachieving. United fans have, have, have had a taste of what it feels like to be yeah. a, an Arsenal fan over the past few yeah. years this year, which I've loved. 
Um, and I also love it when we beat him 3-1 at home. That was yeah. oh, amazing. Yeah, it was yeah, just pathetic. I mean, n- none of them deserve praise. And yeah, that's where my two teams are at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> not, not underachiever and underachiever. Yeah. But yeah, I, 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 only I, go up, I right? feel optimistic about Ten yeah. Hag. Yeah, and I feel optimistic about Everton next season. Yeah, yeah. So we'll wait, be right. We'll wait the see. toffees will be all right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> overachievers. Uh, do you want me to go first? Oh, you yeah, go first? yeah, you go first. Uh, I've gone. Oh, I does just does De- Deck want to go? Oh, first? I can go first. Yeah, Deck, you want to go first? <laughs> How about that? Yeah. Let me go for once. <laughs> uh, surely it's Brighton. Oh. Yeah, there you the go. Same thing. That's exactly oh, what I had too. Oh, look at that boy. <laughs> I mean, it, it sort of has to be. I think it's that's the first time they've ever finished in the top half. Yeah. Uh, they like, they don't have an amazing squad. No. They don't have like crazy standout players, but they've just done really well. They must have. I haven't watched lots of it, but they must just have a system that's worked and done it consistently. So I don't know. I think it's pretty impressive. Like, and you look at that bunch in the middle of the table and it is pretty tightly contested and like i remember watching like one of the you know the epl facebook thing puts out like a almost like a graph of the teams moving up and down in between spots and there's just so much jumping around in that area so for them to get 10 you know what two spots are they they, got they, don't get to, they finished night night so they don't get to go to europe do they no they, they missed yeah, out by two spots two spots yeah but still like crazy if you're a fan of Brighton, you'd be stoked. I think they finished. Be... They finished sixteenth last season. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And to be fair, that that top eight of Leicester, West Ham, United, Arsenal, Tottenham, and the big three. Yeah, is hard to crack into. That's really so hard. So to yeah. finish just outside that, and they weren't that mm. far behind Leicester. Mm. Uh, is yeah, is. Crazy. Do you think West Ham are a shout then as well because of the way they sort of? No, nah, they finished fifth last season. So fifth, they, were they, they fifth? They yeah, did okay. worse than they did yeah. this season. But yeah, no. Um, I had Brighton as well. I think, yeah, we've, we've commended Graham Potter before. Phenomenal manager. Like you said, Deck, like no real standout players. They've got good players, but mm. no like superstar. The best player on that team, I'd say, is Yves Basuma, but it's like pretty close. Like you could argue for Trossard, you could argue, argue for Cucurella, a couple other guys. Um, and yeah, I just thought the cherry on top of their season was um, beating United 4 0 towards the mm. end. That was just like everything came together beautifully. They absolutely smashed them. And uh, yeah, just. Like you said, Wilbur, from 16th to 9th, crazy. Like Dex yeah. said, first time finishing the top half. Who's, who's the little, um the right back that they've got? Tarek Lamptey. Yeah. Tarek Lamptey. In my team of the season. Because I remember, um I remember yeah, maybe watching a game at the start of the year or maybe some highlights. It was like a Chelsea, Brighton, and he just like shredded it. Like he played so well and you were just like, fuck, these guys he's are a, really you know, he's taking a, He's a Chelsea it. academy graduate. Yeah, all right. Well, they, But you just thought, like, these guys are actually taking it to what's meant to be a much better team um, and not really giving any chance to Brighton. But they were really, like, they were the aggressors making most chances. Um, and you're just kind of like, oh, shit, these guys are pretty good. Yeah, I think they're pretty sure the only team that they didn't take points off this season was City. Like, they drew, they came up back and drew two all against Liverpool. They beat mm. us. They beat United. I think they drew with Chelsea. So, yeah. Yeah, they're a team like, and they beat Tottenham. There's mm. lots of clubs in England, especially the really rich ones, that are just run so so terribly. And we talk a lot about like Dortmund being really well run. Brighton is really 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 well run. Like yeah, they they lost Ben White at the start of the season, their best centre back. They lost Dan Byrne halfway through the season, and they brought they brought in they brought in Mbappé and Kukurea this season, and they had a positive net spend. 
and Kukurea and, turned out to be the player of the and season. Im- and improved their Im- improved their spot in the table by 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 seven places. Like that's mm. that's crazy. So good. Yeah, and like Kukurea apparently has has already been linked to potentially City. Like yeah. In one season. Mm. Um. So it just shows how good a signing that was. Um. And yeah, like I I've been I've been saying Arsenal should sign Yves Wissouma for like three years now. But mm. yeah, he's phenomenal. Um. But yeah, like just just an incredible team and. Uh, bigger and better things maybe next year who knows because honestly like the Premier League's that unpredictable especially the spots between 5 to 9 it is hard though when, when you do well and you're around ninth, and you lose all your good players yeah <laughs> but do we think they're going to lose anyone? I mean they lost their best player last season and they improved their position as well true they could lose Kukurea they, they could lose Kukurea that's the big one yeah um, alright well that's our awards of the season um, we'll be, I'll be putting up on them up on uh, the Instagram tomorrow at some point. Uh, but the next thing we have to get to is a very controversial topic uh, in the in the football world, which is the Kylian Mbappe contract. Um, where do we start with this, honestly? Al Khalafi, just absolute. <laughs> yeah, uh, the football football money has just gone mad at this point. Uh, he's rumored to be earning like a hundred million a year or something like that, right? No. I don't know. It's insane. Like you hear lots of different reports, but like it's a, definitely a hundred million signing bonus, and then just a fucked amount of money a week. Um, I think yeah. The the big thing is the clause or whatever it is in his contract, where whereby he can change the manager, has the final say on signings. That that's. I mean, the the money's gross, but yeah. that's just like goes against you know just. Just goes the, against the basics teams. of football because mm. it's a team sport. Yeah, it goes against any team sport. Yeah. Like no player should have. Like you hear about players, you know, you hear about sort of like in basketball, like some of the best, best players, you know, sort of maybe not having influence, but sort of just being like, mm, if they're good enough, like LeBron is turned to his rheumatite, you know, sort of have a bit of sway. But like that's in a five. That's just being a senior yeah. player and yeah, that's, having that, the And that's also in like a five player team where like that shit can sometimes matter a little bit more. But in an 11 aside or 18 aside in footy or any of that type of stuff, like to have that much sway in a sport that relies on so many on so many different people is just ridiculous. Like, it just goes against the fabric of what team sport is, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, I just... Yeah. And, yeah. Game's gone, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> it's really terrible. I, I think something that uh, Gary Lineker pointed out was, this, like, the Spanish giants complaining about how much money PSG was spending on it. Yeah. And it's a bit rich coming from... Uh, yeah. All right, guys. <laughs> yeah. A bit rich coming from yeah. Madrid and Barcelona. Yeah, we're seeing Barcelona paying Messi 640-something million over four years. Like, you can't yeah, really Almost bankrupted about. the whole club. Yeah. In the and then process. Real Madrid were offering, PS, were offering Mbappe also a 100 million signing bonus and then probably a ridiculous contract on top of that. So Yeah, they just didn't, probably didn't have the clauses. Yeah. Because yeah. Like, no one would agree to clauses. Like, you have to be an, like an idiot. An idiot, yeah. yeah. Like... Do you think he's someone... He doesn't, like, I don't know, come to me as a person who would be very great to have in a board, like, a meeting room. Oh, like, no. imagine it's him too, trying so to talk young. over you. He's so young, but, like, he's so arrogant and, like... Oh, yeah. I just don't think that him having those powers... Like, you could imagine him having an argument with a manager and be like, no, I want him out. Like... Yeah, well, apparently already it's rumoured that uh, Pochettino and his assistant are gone at the end of the season. Ah, oh, yeah, so, like... Is that because of him? Well, it's like they weren't rumored to be gone before then, mm. and now they're gone yeah. within like a day of that contract happening. It's yeah, like, it's insane, and it, yeah, it takes everything away from the managers, like who are like, meant to be so important, like what 
the team is. And yeah, I don't know what the other players get out of it because exactly. they get nothing out of it. And they're, you know, like even for those really crazy senior players like Messi, um, Ramos is there, you know, all these people who play at these huge clubs, like, I don't know, it would be so like disheartening for them. And yeah. like, they wouldn't be able to look at him the same way, especially who have played. And whoever's captain of PSG is going to get that captaincy stripped because surely yeah. he's, gonna, he's, he's he said, I want to be captain. Yeah. Like, he must have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Like, especially them who have played a long time in successful teams throughout Europe, you know, won Champions League and stuff. Like, they would just be dumbfounded by this. And, well, they must be all the way out of their careers, but I would be jumping ship so quick. Oh, yeah. Like, you wouldn't want to be around that. That's so toxic. And, like, where does that kind of end? So, you know, this is the start oh, yeah. of, like, the powers he gets or whatever. But, like, to what end? And then what else is that board or who is making these decisions at PSG, you know, yeah. like what else can they be doing after this, I suppose. But yeah, it sets a precedent of now, you know, like the, these massive contracts in terms of money value started with like with Messi mm. and Ronaldo. This is the next thing of like, this is how you get players to stay. You, yeah. you let them create a complete imbalance in the dressing room and just, Isolate the rest of the, the rest yeah. Of the it's players. like he's like he's like he's like three three years down the track. Holland gonna ask that from City, yeah. yeah. Or is you know Camavinga gonna ask that from Real Madrid in a few years? Or you know is Salah gonna now ask that from Liverpool? It's like yeah, exactly ridiculous. I don't think so. Like they don't strike me the same way as like, I don't know. Again, I don't know enough about him Mbappe, but like no, I think every, everything I've got. But you have to be a, a psycho to ask for these things in yeah. the first place. Like, who's putting that to paper and being like, or you know, going into this meeting and being like, actually, when we ask for our next contract, I want you to ask for this because it must be his decision. It's not his agent's decision to put yeah, be like, hey, we should chuck this in the contract. It'll be really good for you. Yeah, and I feel like it's like it's like PSG wouldn't offer that off the bat. Like no. that would be so stupid to just be like out of the blue. You can decide who we want. Yeah. Surely like, there not. has to be. Some well, they're of... even more idiotic and have just like... Well, they do already have stupid amounts of money to spend, but like, that's obscene. Like, they must just be like... Yeah. I can see Al, Al- Khalafi, you know, bringing that to the table as well. Yeah, to yeah. keep it. Given that yeah. he's like said, like, blank check. But also, like, even if he was the first what person... What else can I do apart from Even if he was check? the yeah. first person to offer it, like, ta- like accepting Mbappe, it, Mbappe yeah. accepting that, is, even if he didn't suggest it, is still wrong, in yeah. my opinion. Like, I think as well... Yeah, it's 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 not good for your footballing either, surely. Like you want to just focus on playing football, and yeah. the manager just sort of tells you how how you can do it better. Mm. Yeah, you don't you don't know that much. You're only twenty three. Yeah, literally, and, yeah. and like it's the thing. It's like Mbappe is not in the prime of his career. He can get like while he is very good, he can still get better and learn and become better. And like I agree with everything Declan's saying. I think he must be an incredibly cocky player. Mm. Like like he must. And like yeah, you're one of the top three probably best players in the world. But like. To, like, there's a difference between being the best player in the world and like being confident that you are one of the best players, and then just being like ridiculously, what's the like, I guess cocky is the word yeah. I'm thinking, of, but like, yeah. but like over, like just like over cocky about it, like, yeah. like I'm so good, I should get all of this, like, yeah, I just guys, yeah. like if I leave, you guys would be nothing, so give me this, like PSG would be fucking fine if they got rid of him, like, yeah, they've still got Di Maria, Messi, or they don't have Di Maria because he's leaving, but they got yeah. Messi, like all these players, and if they sold him for if he, even if Mbappe left on a free, which he was going to for, to Real Madrid, they like the amount of money they were going to spend on his contract, they could and then his signing bonus, they could have bought who, who knows who. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I just want to see them um, 
not pass it to him next year. Oh, yeah. I hope, <laughs> I just run, hope that I hope, none of them pass him the ball and he has a really shit year. Yeah, I hope this just runs the whole team into the ground. Yeah, yeah like because too. Yeah, I, I really don't think it's a recipe to win the Champions League with. No. no. I can't see that happening. Absolutely not. I hope yeah. the team just implodes from it. Like, yeah. I hope there's like dressing room fights and like they'd start just performing terrible because it. Because apparently Zidane is the guy who's, who's uh, rumored to be taking over. Oh right. Yeah. But I also just feel like he he he's not he the type of coach who would be that. like, I'm not yeah. I'm not taking this. Like Mbappe has these powers. Like no way. Yeah. Well, but, what what manager in their right mind would? Yeah. yeah. But you don't have full control over the decisions, but you're going to be fully accountable for them. Mm. That's just that's just like that. Just there's no logic. To Ridiculous. It. But yeah, <laughs> it's bad. Essentially, is what yeah. we're trying to say. Um, so finally, moving on to the last piece of business that we will discuss, which is the back to Paris. Oh yeah, back to Paris. Yeah. The Parc de Prince, PSG's home ground, conveniently. Uh, the Champions League final. We're going to give it a little preview, a little rundown. It's this Sunday morning, our time, Saturday night, European time. Um, Liverpool versus Real Madrid. Uh, just a few things to note. Firstly, uh, Thiago likely out. Van Dijk, Salah and Fabinho racing against the clock to be fit for that game. Really? So. Wait, Van Dijk, Salah and... Fabinho. Really? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, all but like... Actually, no, Salah's fit, sorry. Salah, Salah's fine. Sorry, Van Dijk and Fabinho racing to be fit okay, for yeah. that game. Um, so, yeah. And Thiago definitely probably like looking like 95% like he won't play. That's that's some big outs. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I think Van Dijk's probably the biggest one. Mm. Um, I feel like if... Yeah, if Thiago, Fabinho, and, and Van Dijk are all out, probably you'd say Real Madrid are yeah. definitely in the box seat to win that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, like they, they are in the box seat to win that one. If if so, it, it, like, again, like it's hard for us to really give much of a prediction until we really know what their team's going to look like. Um, I reckon, from what I'm sort of reading on Reddit and stuff, Van Dyke's probably going to be fit, but like they've just not started him the last two league games as a precaution. Um, Fabinho, I don't know, like he strained his hamstring what like three weeks ago, so like. I think I think people another, aren't known to come back from that overly quickly. Mm. Yeah, and another thing working in Real Madrid's favour is that they won the league like three weeks ago and have been kind They've of cruising. Had a big break. Yeah. yeah, Liverpool went down to the final day. They had to push until the last minute yeah. of that game against Wolves, and it's a pretty short turnaround. A week, and yeah. also Real Madrid have the benefit of they don't have two domestic cups to to go for. They've only had the one, so yeah. that's less games played. Yeah, but. In saying that, though, you know, because Liverpool probably had those huge weeks where they what play three games a week or something. Yeah. You know, this is a full week off for them. If they've managed to do it, you know, throughout the season, a week off is probably huge for them. It's true. Yeah, and it is the Champions League final. You get, you get G'd up. You <laughs> yeah, get you'd probably just like you yeah. probably just chuck them a couple, a fair bit of painkillers and just be yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. I assume. They just yeah, give the syringe. To bloody uh, Van Dyke and just send him out there, probably. To look probably, after probably just got a tour Benzema. of America in the off season as well. Yeah, yeah. So. like you can go off to the Bahamas after the Champions League final. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, let for the sake of it, let's assume that Thiago is the only one that's going to miss the game, and everyone else is fit. How do you see it? Incidentally, I would 
pick him him to miss out of those three. <laughs> I think he's the least important to Liverpool side out of those three. But he would still play over Cater in Liverpool's middle. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Just, just hating on Thiago for no reason. <laughs> fair enough. No, no, that's fair. I think Fabinho and Van Dijk are more influential, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, how how do we see them matching up if Van Dijk and Fabinho are fit? Dick? <laughs> um, I think uh, I think Liverpool will win. Yeah. I think Real, they've, not to say flute it, but they've... Got lucky for sure. Gotten pretty tight for coming up to this one. I don't know if they can run their luck any further. Like Chelsea took them all the way. City took them all the way. Yeah. Like, City, yeah. yeah, absolute blip. Like, I don't know what happened there to really explain it. I mean, it's just been, can you just shut down Benzema? Like, and if Van Dyke's playing, can he do that? Can he just nullify it? I do you think, think he's Van that one on one defender that Van Dyke's just... the best defender in the world for yeah. me. Best centre back in the world for me. So I think he can. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just don't think they can ride the luck any further. I think they've had a crazy run to do what they've done. Like, but I don't think they can go any further. I think Liverpool on the probably the heartbreak of not getting the league. There'd be so much pushing for this. Yeah, and also Liverpool have played True. in two cup finals. I think I'm not sure if Real Madrid made the Copa del Rey final. If they may have, but they may. Or I, I'm also not sure if they. Cause I'm pretty sure Real Betis won it, and I'm. I don't think they beat Real Madrid. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure. So Liverpool have got also got the... Ex- I know all the players from Real Madrid have played in cup finals before. But this season, Liverpool have already played in two cup finals. They like know what it's about. They know what they know what to do. They also both went to penalties. Yeah, mm. true. Like they're not they're not excellent performances and against, both against nil, Chelsea. And both were nil-nil. Mm. They're both against Chelsea, right? Yeah, both yeah. were nil-nil. Both went to penalties, yeah. 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 I mean, obviously, the Champions League final is a different kettle of fish, and a lot of these Liverpool players have experience winning and losing and uh, Champions League finals. But so do the Real Madrid players. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's a very hard one do you, to split. Do you, to be honest, yeah. Uh, do you think who do you think wins the midfield battle? Casemiro, Cruz, Modric, or Fabinho, Henderson, Cater? I think you'd have to say Real Madrid's. Yeah. I think that's they're gonna, just they're just better on paper, yeah, I think that's gonna, especially those three that you just mentioned. Yeah, I think Liverpool. that's really crucial because, like, while I do think Liverpool will edge it as well, I do think that there is a risk that that midfield could get on top and really, and then Liverpool have been known to concede their fair share of chances in most games this season. This is the way they play, uh, and that could definitely get exploited. Um, and also. Um, Vinicius Jr. last time they played against Real Madrid in, during the COVID season absolutely tore Trent a new one. So, yeah. Um, That's definitely a, a, a matchup that you'd be worried about as yeah, a Liverpool fan. Yeah, for sure. But I also think that was when Trent was having an off-season and Trent's been phenomenal this season. So, But Vinicius has had a, like... Yeah, very good season. Is, he's, he's in really good form at the moment yeah. as well. Also, um, I, I, to, to be fair, I have, I've barely watched him, but I've only seen uh, uh, and heard about his impact off the bench for Real Madrid this season uh, in the Champions League. Camavinga, apparently he's been phenomenal every time he's come off the bench and big games in the Champions League against Chelsea, against City. So it'll be interesting to see, uh, or if, not if, but when and how early he comes on, if, especially if they need to chase the game. Because mm. um, that could be vital too. Uh, um, but I do think, despite not having Thiago, Liverpool's squad depth is slightly better. Um just because I think after Camavinga and maybe like Rodrigo, 
I don't think there's that many players that Real Madrid can bring on who I'm like, wow. Mm. They brought on Danny Ceballos against che- in like the last five minutes against Chelsea. I was like, who? Yeah. I know who Danny Ceballos is. But <laughs> I know full well. I know yes. full well. Um, but yeah, and also, yeah, like if, like if they start Diaz, Mane, Salah, they've got Jota. Um, if, they start, if they start Jota, they've got, they got Diaz. Like I agree, but I feel mm. like if you've got, you know, Rodrigo in an, in an attacker and Camavinga in a midfielder to come on, in in one game, like I think that's enough squad depth. Mm. True, true. Um, it's tough to pick though, for yeah, sure. Yeah, surely James I, I, Milner's I could... coming on at some stage as well. But <laughs> Milner's coming on at some stage. Surely, surely. <laughs> Just take a pen. Talk uh, about squad depth. Yeah. <laughs> there he is. He plays every position. Uh, but yeah, like, despite watch. everything I've just said, for some reason my gut is just telling me that Liverpool are going to get over the line. I don't know what it is. One of those like intangible things. But I actually get the f- the, the opposite feeling. He's I got feel the like I, story. <laughs> I feel like Real Madrid. Yeah, they've. I don't know. There's so many players like in 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 that team who just kind of know how to win a Champions League, and they've. I feel like they've had the better run in. Like the more. You know, if you put together a highlight package of the road to Paris, mm. uh, they've had the more, you know... They've had the tougher run-in, for sure. They've yeah. had the tougher run-in, the more exciting run-in. Like, I don't know. I just feel like... They're definitely on the right I mean, in the way. Yeah. Tot- yeah. Tot- Tottenham had the more exciting run-in into the Champions League final of 2019 than they lost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's Tottenham. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, Tottenham. it's not Real Madrid. Mm. I just I just feel that... I know what you mean. It's set up also, for that absolute amazing storyline, definitely. Also, they've got like I feel like I'm probably just talking about Benzema when I'm saying they've got players, but you know they've they've got that big player who knows how to break games and has broken big games for mm. his team in the past recently. I just feel like, yeah, mm. I think it's going to be a crazy game. I think it's going to be like a three-two score. Are you line. going for lots of score? You're yeah, lots of score? Right, let's get on to the score predictions then. Oh, okay, so sorry. Three-two. Didn't mean to jump the gun. No, there. no, 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 I'll, I'll go penalties, Real Madrid. Oh, wow. <laughs> Final score after 120? Okay. 2-0. Um, 2-0. Two two all. Two all. Two all. Yeah. Nice. Well, you heard it here first, guys. Yeah. Real Madrid <laughs> win the Champions League. Yeah. Yeah. Put big bucks on Liverpool <laughs> yeah. 3-2. Just like me. with mine, uh, Declan Wilbur and mine's uh, AFL footing tip, maybe we'll put something on this too. Yeah. That remains to be seen. And that's for just us two to know yeah. anyway. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, as the clock ticks over to almost 11 o'clock, that will do us for this week's episode. Thanks uh, very much to Declan for your first appearance. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was lovely. Class. Well, lovely to have you <laughs> Time on. Time for bed. <laughs> yeah, very much. Indeed, indeed. Uh, as always, I, I've been uh, Woody. He's been Wilby. Um, and yeah, follow us on Spotify. Fuck, I always forget to do this, don't I? <laughs> Instagram. Uh, and the Instagram. Uh, you guys on the gram? 40yardswitch.pod and the 40yardswitch on Spotify. Uh, And yeah, we will see you next time.